0: chelsea poe and today you're listening to the performers pod if you're new here this is a space for performers to talk about our industry in a real way that we usually aren't given in the press today we're chatting with german queer male performer dante dions um if you want to support the pod you can become a monthly member of my patreon it's patreon.com slash chelsea poe today we talk about what's like being a berlin native in the biggest porn scene in all of europe art porn, the gentrification of porn scenes, how Dante got into porn, and so much more. I really hope you enjoy our deep dive conversation into European porn. Welcome to the performers pod. I am so excited to be here with Dante Dionis today. Um, You're such a cool performer. I love what you're doing as far as you just like make really, really dreamy porn. And I really, really appreciate that. Also, I feel like you're one of the only like queer guys making porn. I have a lot of um, friends from back in the punk scene I grew up with who are queer guys. And they're always like, where can I find like, queer porn that I can relate to because they really like the aesthetic they like the ethic of it and then I always point them in your direction because I feel like you're making such cool stuff and you like do all this cool stuff in latex so welcome to the show
1: (laughs) thank you now I know where my followers come from
0: yeah yeah me just referencing people to you also I really (laughs) want to chat about with you because I interviewed someone from LA a few weeks ago and they were telling me about growing up in L.A., which has a huge porn scene, obviously, and I really want your take on, because you're actually from Berlin, what Mm -hmm, being in the Berlin porn scene is like for you, like, Mm -hmm. were you aware of porn going on when you were growing up there, or even when you were, like, in your teens, was it kind of around, or was it kind of more recent?
1: No, so I think growing up in Berlin, um, I'm born and raised here, still here, um, I was not aware of the porn scene happening here. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people are also not. Like, I think you generally are aware that Berlin is kind of like the traditional city of outcasts and weirdos and so on. And like, I grew up in a neighborhood that had back then a lot of squads and punks. And it was quite normal to just like on every corner, there's like a group of punks with dogs mm-hmm. and so on. Um, so that's what I grew into um but then that there's something like a porn scene or alt porn scene in Berlin was quite new to me and something that I slipped more into out of doing sex work and king stuff in general um and then kind of yeah got, got yeah put into
0: that. what were you doing when you got into porn like what were you doing before like were you doing like another form of art or something that kind of got you into it or um
1: well i was already doing sex work um and some kink stuff although actually i think sex work made me more kinky like i was probably quite vanilla in my private life and Mm. then just explored more through sex work and got more curious about stuff um and yeah so i did that sex work already quite a few years actually before I got into porn and then I did construction works quite a long time so I started construction works as a teenager so some always kind of jokes that there was always a physical labor aspect um, was there and I studied gender and history at some point but realized that academia isn't really my thing so much so I dropped out at some point, and yeah, then sometimes joke around that I'm now doing the practical side of the gender studies.
0: It definitely um, sounds like it, yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. So I think there was kind of like a course, and then re- regarding arts, I did like I did some painting, I did music. Since I'm a teen, I still do music, not so much painting anymore. Um, so that regarding the creative side, and also I really like. I was thinking about it the other day because I realized that acting or just kind of like the persona aspect of sex work and Mm -hmm. the like whole performativity of it is really fun to me. And I think I was really always fooling around as a child already like, uh, yeah, acting like I'm a little weird character or (laughs) funny stuff like that, you know?
0: Yeah, did you take theater classes or anything when you were growing
1: up? Oh, no, I was never a drama kid. I think I was not, uh, like, I probably was even too weird for the drama kids.
0: (laughs) Yeah, same. Um, I was, like, way too goth for them. They're, like...
1: Yeah, they were quite extroverted, like like weird weirdos, but extroverted. And I was, like, no, I could not.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I just always, I had to take a year of drama class because, um... I was like a very bad student so I was like I need to graduate I need to get like just easy stuff so it was like oh you can learn a language which I'm like that seems extremely difficult or you can just like go to a drama class for the year and you just like kind of just did whatever but now like getting into porn I'm like now I know how to memorize lines now I know how to do all this stuff that before I was just like oh there's no way I'm ever gonna
1: need this yeah sometimes I'm thinking like oh I should have gotten drama classes back then or so yeah yeah. but there's a few things that i'm feeling like oh i should have paid better attention back then in school like french for example i still now wish i could speak french and i i had french for like six years or so and i can't speak a word pretty much
0: yeah Yeah, i feel like that's most people's experience like taking classes where it just becomes like a grade where you're like not actually learning the
1: stuff with languages Yeah. yeah Yeah, pay attention in school
0: kids. (laughs) (laughs) So, like, what influenced you to jump into porn? Like, was there any porn performers or people you saw doing something that really inspired you? Or was it just kind of more of a natural evolution where you were already doing sex work, you were already doing art and thinking about gender and stuff, and then there was just this scene that you didn't really know about that just kind of popped up in Berlin?
1: Yeah, yeah. So I think it mainly kind. Of, my own personal motivation came mainly out of so like doing sex work already, and then like starting to film yourself with your partner a little bit, and mm-hmm. then you're like you get booked by a studio, and suddenly you're like oh like so this is actually a nice uh, side thing to go with my already existing sex work, and of course it also like helped the persona. Or, like clients get excited, that you now like have a movie out, and so on. So that seemed just like natural and helpful. Um, there were, of course, also like porn performers that I Uh, found really fascinating as a teen maybe and then you later realize like wow that's like actually really cool people and then like as a prime performer you start actually reading their blog posts or so and realize like wow they say really smart stuff and they have like really cool opinions and so on and you start a bit more like wow cool that I already found this person sexy as a teenager and now as an adult or more grown-up adult you get to see the uh, whole behind the scenes of it kind of.
0: Yeah. yeah who were some of those performers for you if you don't mind
1: me asking? Yeah I liked uh, already back then Stoya and Jess Lee for example. Yeah definitely. Yeah. <laughs> I think those were like my late teenager uh heroes or queer heroes um yeah but yeah Asa Akira I think also was quite big at that time as I was a teenager who was Asa Asa Akira
0: oh yeah yeah she's I got to see her speak at AVN my first year and I was just like oh my god I'm in the same room (laughs) as her right now Yeah. yeah yeah
1: yeah Yeah, Yeah, that's that's really funny because I also met Gizli actually at some point, uh, which was funny. Yeah,
0: Yeah. when did you, did you meet Gizli before you got into porn or was it after?
1: Um, That was pretty much my first year, I think, I believe. Like, I remember it was my first porn film fest that I was, like, porn film festival. Yeah. Yeah, Berlin Porn Film Fest. Yeah, Berlin Porn Film Fest that I attended as a performer and not just as a viewer and customer anymore Mm. um yeah yeah Yeah, i met and then um, i think they just was congratulating me to all my business cards because i just printed like super cheap like thousands of business cards that i just threw everywhere and basically spammed the entire festival with my business cards and then just like gave me a thumbs up on my uh business strategy (laughs) going on yeah that's
0: yeah i um I was still in college when I met Jiz. They came to the college I was living at, and that was like the first like real introduction to queer porn for me. So like I 100% feel you. I'm actually surprised Jiz Lee has actually come up more on this podcast. Um, a lot of people like, I feel like everyone who has inter- who I've interviewed is like Stoya 100% like right away. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 I'm. Yeah, have you gotten a chance to meet her or anything?
1: no and now probably now that i spoke about it in public gonna be even more awkward um and <laughs> shy um no unfortunately haven't um something i really appreciated and i think that i learned as a performer from Stoya was like all the sexiness in the face ex- expressions mm. like yeah i think i was quite often just kind of like focusing on the, all those facial expressions. And it's also something that I just generally enjoy during sex is like the shift of facial expressions. And like, if you're like active, you do something with your, with your other partner and then you see how they react in their facial expression and so on. And I think that's something quite exciting and that I learned through Stoya, I think as a young person. Yeah,
0: yeah I just, everything she's done, both on camera, off camera. I feel like she's just such a great representative for like that era yeah. of porn. Yeah. Totally. I've, I've hung out with her like three times and I can't like, I'm just in complete fangirl mode. Like I'm like <laughs> looking at everyone and be like, that's Stoya right there. She's right there.
1: <laughs> it's,
0: it's really embarrassing, but I I have her at like real famous. Like, I'm like, oh yeah, you're like the same as Lady Gaga or like, you know, Pop star selling out Arena, 100% saving my book. (laughs) (laughs) So um, when you first started working for studios, it seems like in Berlin, there's like a lot of indie stuff going on where people are doing content trade. They're doing like shooting for free for each other's art projects. Did it feel like there was like a big jump from doing that to studio work or did it just kind of feel like another shoot?
1: Mm. I think it was quite Fluent or is still quite fluent, although now I mainly shoot my own content. Like mm. I'm still happy to work for studios and so on, but um like I think my main focus is on shooting own content now these days. Um but it's always been quite fluent between studios and the like in the poor and small productions or so. Um so yeah, from the beginning on, I was kind of like experimenting with my then partner and doing like own content a little bit mm-hmm. and then got like booked for uh, by a studio and then another big studio that directly took me for like two movies in one week, like come come over to our country and shoot two movies with us. Um, and that was kind of the moment where I was like, okay, now this is going to actually like, there's an interest in me performing Mm-hmm. Uh, in movies but then it's always been a little bit like back and forth like performing small productions performing studio productions um i think the little bit the downside of the berlin alt porn scene is that there's this like poor but sexy image of berlin that actually like <laughs> the, the, the berlin mayor i think came up with this catchphrase like former berlin mayor <laughs> yeah he was once like when Berlin was just one down in the 90s or early 2000s, maybe he was like, Berlin is really poor, but it's sexy. And (laughs) trying to like come up with this catchphrase. And I feel like this really sticks a lot with the Berlin Berlin scene that is like, we can't pay you, but let's do it for the art because this is a really great project here or so. But then like, it's kind of falling under the table, but that we all still have to pay increasingly higher rents and that is like like sure we could do it as a passion project, but um like it's also a job for people and can't just do one favor after another.
0: Yeah. yeah, I hear um since COVID, I heard rents have gone up in Berlin a lot, right?
1: Yeah, they had like a little they had a little um well, okay, let's 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 try to not dive deep, deep dive into <laughs> it. Uh, but basically there was a law passed that said uh, this is a maximum rent because the rent's just like skyrocketed mm. and it's like going crazy and people are paying like 75% of their income on rent basically wow. at this point. And it's ridiculous and like, yeah. Um, and then the city government was like okay we need to like put a put a top cap on it um and then basically landlords and conservatives were like suing against it and now it has been uh, stopped again and then there were like was this flood of like super disgusting uh messages by landlords like Uh, we need all this money from you back pay it pay it within next week or you will get kicked out and shit like this and it's super super precarious and really bad and i think like this whole like berlin is really like for decades managed to just kind of like make it work like everybody is really hustling hard in berlin and kind Mm -hmm. of trying to make it work with like the least little possible thing which is also an outcome I think of there just being a tradition of people um, living cheap like there was like a long uh, punk and squatting tradition where people were just like I'm fine with just earning 200 euros a month because I'm Mm -hmm. not I just live in a run-down apartment where uh, I steal electricity or so but then (laughs) this kind of mentality was like embranded into the whole art scene and city culture which is now like now that that's not the case anymore like you can't live in a squad for free anymore and now you Mm -hmm. have to pay like yeah 75 percent of your income on rent but people are still like do it for the art yeah Yeah, that's so
0: hard I mean I feel like that's what killed the queer porn scene in the bay Mm. where there was so much energy and I think like the 2010s with like when Crash Pad was really starting up, when Trouble Films was starting up, you had like a lot of energy here. You had people moving here to do porn because rents were still relatively cheap. And then everyone just essentially got priced out. I think with like, especially the Berlin scene, it seems like there's so much of this DIY, like let's do it for art ethic. It's just like, Mm -hmm. is that gonna survive this whole like upheaval now? Because it's like, from my understanding, you could get rent really cheap you know two three years ago,
1: there, yeah, not the case anymore. Unfortunately, no, no, it's I think it's gone quite almost to like, yeah, Western Europe standards. Mm. Yeah, I would say,
0: do you is there like, is our shoots still happening? Is like the industry still going right now, or is everything still paused for COVID?
1: Mm, it's getting better, I would say, at least in Berlin, and people are also. Kind of during the pandemic we're trying to see how it works, I think, especially because, like I said, there's this kind of mentality of like let's see what is possible with the tools we have. um, Which is really cool and then also during the pandemic, I assume some people did uh, create content. Um and now it's getting a bit more relaxed in Berlin, at least more people are getting vaccinated, but there's also this kind of like pandemic fatigue, of course. Mm. Um and people and it's the summer, like in Berlin. We have like maybe three months of summer where the sun is out, the rest is just dark and rainy and shit. <laughs> so those so three months that you have, you're like trying to get the most of it until it's dark again.
0: Yeah, where um, I'm from, it's the same thing. Yeah, where you have three months of summer. It's beautiful. The rest of the year is terrible, though. Yeah, I I can relate to that a lot. (laughs) Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah. And of course, there was like a shift of like, shooting your own content, like, mm -hmm. as we know, like all the platforms got flooded with people trying to make a bit extra from home and so on.
0: Yeah, how do you feel about that, like, that there's so many people who are now doing sex work, even, like, that there's, like, Disney stars who are now on, like, OnlyFans and stuff? Like, do you think that's an overall positive or negative?
1: Well, I'm not going to tell anybody, like, hey, this is my bench. I was here first. Mm. Um, But, of course, it's kind of, like, stupid if you're already a celebrity, like, have your house have your car and stuff taken care of more or less and then you feel the need to get on only fans to i don't know connect to your fan base and make some money of it um i think it's actually kind of like a general process of a little bit of like i don't know who said it once so i cannot say who i'm quoting right now but somebody once said the phrase the gentrification of porn which i think mm. is actually a thing happening like i wouldn't say that i'm in porn long enough to know what it used to be like or that i really like know my stuff but i can see how there is more and more kind of like uh glossy glamorous ethical companies that like are now um using buzzwords and making like uh, porn to uh that is Claiming to be different and speaking yeah. to a different audience and such things, and um, nothing wrong with that. But I think there is generally a process of a little bit like porn is not a filthy thing anymore, which is cool. Like, we need to destigmatize mm-hmm. porn, of course, and sex work in general, and such things, and maybe also like a general generational shift because our generation grew up with the internet, like, we are the first people kind of like growing up with internet Mm -hmm. um and the last ones that maybe know how it was without
0: yeah that's Um, very true i mean just like talking to anyone who's legitimately younger than like 25 they just don't have a reality without it
1: or even talking
0: to people who are younger um my stepbrothers are like 19 20 Mm. and they're both no idea about the world before youtube the world before any of that stuff it's just like Mm. It's so different. I mean, if you wanted to find like a specific CD or an album or something, you had to search for that and you had to find it. And it was like a whole ordeal. And now it's like, you can listen Mm -hmm. to any band. You can find any porn that was ever made essentially online in, you know, five, 10 minutes. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I think when I started to get into puberty, like you got porn badly pirated off the internet from some classmate who gave you a f- heavy as fuck flash uh, hard drive on the schoolyard <laughs> and allowed you to maybe copy some of it um, because of course you were not able to get into a pawn shop and buy your dvds yeah, as you should because of course you should pay for your porn um, but yeah i i think i actually even like tube sites were a new thing when I was a teenager and then it was suddenly like wow you can now uh, watch it online and stuff
0: yeah. definitely yeah I I feel like I didn't see that many like videos like given to me but I felt like everyone like had like porn photos that they would like hide somewhere and then like whip out and you're just like that's just so different than what it is now or like having a friend who had a porn magazine or something
1: yeah totally or even just uh kept the. Uh... Like, the catalog with the underwear section or so. <laughs> like, the printout catalogs that a 1,500 pages, yeah.
0: Yeah, but the lingerie section, and you're like, wow, that's so Naked hot.
1: people, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, so, like, was there a first scene you did that made you realize you're like, this is something more than I'm just going to do one or two shoots, that you're like, I'm going to do this for a while, because how long have you been in the industry now? You've been, it's probably been um. You've been in for more than a few years, right?
1: Yeah, I wish I would have written it down so I could celebrate like a anniversary or so. Um, well, it must have been probably by now like five years, maybe.
0: Wow, congrats! That's yeah. a real long porn career.
1: Yeah. Also, like I like I have to count this pandemic though because. <laughs> uh like this has been almost two years of it right
0: yeah it's um, it's wild just like it's, how it's, much has changed and how long it's been yeah. and just like what our lives were before like i was in europe like t- twice a year before and i haven't left i think the state of california in two years now where it's just like such yeah, a yeah, different yeah. world um yeah. but yeah
1: yeah but get back to your question um I think yeah. When I was booked for these two shoots, uh, by Erica Lust, uh ex-confessions, I was like a scene with Maria Wyatt and amazing. She's awesome. Yeah, she's a sweetheart, very good. And then with uh, Kali Sutra, the gender bender, mm-hmm. who's also a precious gem. And yeah, huge, she's
0: amazing. Yeah,
1: huge walk in the community. I think at least in my community, she is um Mm -hmm. yeah so these two scenes we did then and that was really cool and like of course also like very professional and you're like in in the mask and all those things film set aspects um and then you're like wow this is like a professional film set and um, yeah, and then also after after this, there was definitely, I think, like a hype, like sometimes when you're like a new face in the industry, you have sort of like yeah. hype around you. <laughs> Everybody wants to shoot with you when it's going well. And yeah, I think I had like a year or two of this.
0: And I feel then, like that, yeah, that's usually how long it lasts where you have like that one, two years where everyone's like, who is this? What are they doing? This is amazing, you know? Yeah
1: yeah totally Mm -hmm. yeah and now i'm uh yeah hoping to have some more shoots after this pandemic now and uh, meanwhile doing my own content more and i gotta say it's like such a like, I had a little bit of an eye opener moment when you start selling your own content, and it's mm-hmm. a lot of fucking work shooting your own content and like yeah. pre production, shooting day, post production. When you do all the stuff yourself with your marketing, your editing, and all okay. that stuff, if you like kind of teaching all the stuff by yourself, or maybe like have some community knowledge if you're lucky, um, or YouTube videos. And yeah, porn performers or sex workers in general are just such multifaceted multi-talented uh, warriors, I think. Yeah yeah
0: Yeah, I think the content trade model has just changed so much of what porn performers have to do. You have to know how to like basically direct. you have to know how to do your own lighting, you know you have to know how to book like a videographer or find a videographer, you have to edit. There's just so much more than, Talking to, I've talked to some performers who started in like the mid 2000s in the United States where you just show up to set, you'll do a shoot, then there'll be a movie out in a few months. Or even when I first started, it was a little bit like that. It feels like it's just so different now where you really have to learn how to do all these things. And I feel like it's both a good thing because you own so much of your footage now that if you're going to be successful and you're going to make money, you're going to be the one making the money. Yeah. But I feel like the yeah. other side is editing so hard. And when you have to edit your own porn, yeah. for me, that's so difficult. I don't want to hear myself. I don't want to see myself like that, yeah. you know, where yeah, you're just yeah, editing your own asshole for like two hours of just like getting fucked. And you're like, okay, this isn't even sexual to me anymore. I just want this to be done.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it also was really like a, a change for me to realize, like as somebody who has always only been paid for stuff where you show up at work and whether it be sex work or any other odd job or so um, you just get paid for the hours that you're there and then when you're Mm -hmm. not at work you're not at work but when you're doing like all this freelancing and you're doing like your own work uh, content and, and selling that it's like a complete different work mode but also like I was like, wow, I'm done with this film, and I'm still earning money from it. Like, yeah, uh, it was suddenly like this This is what it means to have the means of production or like <laughs> the, um, the, the products that you sell, right? And that you yeah. can just keep selling like it's there and you keep can keep selling. Yeah, forever.
0: Like, yeah. yeah, I have stuff from like seven years ago that still occasionally sells. And it's just like, OK. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I feel like that is definitely a cool thing about it. Um, so when you like do these content trades, how do you usually come up with a scene? Do you usually have a theme in mind? Do you usually just reach out to a performer and you guys kind of go from there in a collaborative way? Or is it kind of a yeah. mixture of both?
1: Mm, I would say mixture of both, um, maybe with a tendency towards just figuring it out with a performer. So sometimes I have a Um, idea or still have ideas and just kind of like wanting to realize them and come up with like who could I do this with with what team could I work or so uh, yeah how could I do that Um, but really often I think it's actually also a part of how the movie or like how the conversation goes with the other performers so what I like Mm. about shooting my own content is like the way I work was very co-performer focused, I would say yeah. like you're reaching out to another person, another performer um, where you enjoy their work and then you work together maybe. Um, and I think often it's for me part of, so I like to work with like nice, good detailed uh, content lists and boundaries lists and preferences mm-hmm. and like having That talk beforehand, definitely. Then along that, coming up with an idea for content, and also like depending on the location that is available to you. So maybe you just like shoot something in your bedroom along these lines um, that were mentioned in your pre-negotiations, or maybe you're like, wow, we have this amazing pool here, or we have I have uh, access to this warehouse for some time, and then like. I really can, would like to shoot some scene with this vibe in this location and who could I shoot it with, Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's really cool. I feel like um, in Berlin, is it just, do you think there's more content trade happening than studio work? Do you think it's still mostly that or do you think it's starting to get more gingified where it's just these larger studios coming in and hiring people?
1: Mm, I actually feel like there's not so many studios in Berlin it's like a quite small number and it's more often that studios from abroad are hiring performers like sometimes Mm. it happens that you're just with four other people from Berlin in some other country shooting content and you're like "Why (laughs) why do we not do this in Berlin like I understand your team is here your tools and equipment are here and are here as a company or producer or so but it can sometimes get a bit funny when you're just kind of having like a work trip with other people from Berlin to shoot content elsewhere Um, I think though that because Berlin has a lot of people coming in and out all the time um, visiting but also like sometimes just deciding to live here then um, that there is quite a community of porn people or performers in general. And I think content trade is definitely a thing and probably also will increase more with the general trend. And also like now during the pandemic, I assume people were focusing on content trades or own content, yeah.
0: Yeah, I can definitely relate to what you're saying about the whole collaborative experience. For me, like I also was in bands growing up and all through like my teen years. I feel like I almost get the same feeling on a content trade shoot is when you're in a band and you're writing something because you really feel like it's everyone in the room is contributing to the thing. And then you have like this thing at the end that you're like, Oh wow, we made this thing and we can put out into the world. Do you kind of yeah. have the same feeling with that?
1: Mm, I get what you mean, but I don't think I work like this regarding my porn or content creation. I think i quite like I wouldn't pull out a camera at a sex party or so oh definitely yeah having having sex with a cutie and then being like should we actually film this like (laughs) not something I think of that often but so I think when I'm creating content I'm quite organized maybe a little bit
0: more um, intentional rather than just letting it almost be more of a collaborative everyone just yeah, I can
1: definitely feel that. Yeah, I am quite intentional about it. Yeah, that's a good word.
0: Hmm. So um, where have been some of your favorite places you've worked? It sounds like you've worked a lot in Berlin, but it sounds like you've also worked in a few other places in Europe. Where's your favorite place to work?
1: Well, I do enjoy Berlin, I think, because of the, mm, the crowd that is, uh, like I said, coming in and out or staying here. Yeah. Um, had some really good shoot in the UK um, that was nice and yeah Spain really enjoy some like book me for a shoot in summer in Spain and I'll be very happy probably oh
0: that sounds yeah. beautiful yeah. yeah yeah I mean I feel like just the energy during the Berlin Porn Film Film Festival week when there's just so many people in town and there's so many people shooting all over Berlin
1: mm, I feel yeah, like that's definitely. one of the
0: Yeah, I feel like that's one of the coolest experiences where you're like, okay, I'm meeting up with this person. There's a four chamber shoot happening there or, oh, we're shooting in this bedroom or like, it just feels like there's just so much of a creative outlet. And for me, like before, before I went to Berlin, just like everything in the United States porn feels so rigid where if you speak out against anything you're viewed as like very radical and everything and i feel like the berlin porn scene there's just so much room for creativity and you can put politics in and there's just so much more that like um the first time the first screening i went to in berlin was um do you know fuck the fascism
1: yeah yes yes, yes. yeah
0: um, and i saw that and it was just yeah. like blew my mind where i'm like whoa they're like legit peeing on fascist graves and stuff, and like <laughs> fucking yeah. like statues and stuff. It's just like the coolest stuff.
1: Yeah, Maria Basura, she doesn't give a fuck. Yeah.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I really want to get her on this podcast because I'm just like,
1: oh, you sure? Yeah.
0: Yeah, I'm just. I think they're like the coolest, and also just I just want to know like behind like, were you just like one day just like yeah, let's like find these fascist graves and just like piss on them and shoot it and make a porno about it.
1: yeah 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 Yeah, Yeah, I think the good thing in Berlin is that people are kind of winging it and just doing it their own way and then Mm -hmm. you kind of know there will be an audience for it it's not that you're like oh we need to come up with a shoot again because we need to upload some new stuff and what can we do what does Mm -hmm. our audience like right now and so on it's not I think it's very um just like the ideas of people, and porn is also such a good medium, I think.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like for for any content or storyline or message or so that you want to come across with, then just put it in a porn, and it will make like for some cool scenes, even if it's just visual pleasing or so. But yeah, you know, you can yeah, it really uh, empowers your creativity. Porn as a medium, I think, yeah.
0: Yeah, I think that's really what that scene has done for the porn world as a whole. Because I feel like so many other places, porn is just so much thought of as a thing. You masturbate to it once, you turn it off. That's kind of it. Or even in the United States, like even like the porn that's like viewed as ethical and stuff, it doesn't feel like there's that creativity to it where it's just, oh, we're going to do a sex scene. This is what it's going to look like. We're going to have this aesthetic. But yeah, I definitely feel like just like what Berlin has brought to Europe and just the porn world as a whole, I think is really important. Hmm. But you have a few more questions for you. I don't want to keep you all night there, even though it looks like they still.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, so what are some things that you want to do in your career that you haven't so far?
1: Yeah, you mean content-wise? Or... It can
0: be anything. You can take it any way you want. You can take yeah. it all the ways.
1: <laughs> <laughs> something i really would like to do still content wise would actually um i think in general i would like to shoot some more uh bdsm scenes like you said earlier that like my movies are like natural and treat i think those were the words you used um which i think sounds good like feels really good to me mm-hmm. um when i look at my own content it's like uh well I'm happy with all the movies actually I shot, I think, or that I released. Um, And what I would, what I kind of miss though is the BDSM side that I already do in sex work and also like in Mm -hmm. my private life. And I would like to, um, yeah, shoot some content in that direction. maybe should actually to be a bit more intentional in seeking out the performance for that. I think because often when I'm shooting with people for the first time and having all the pre-negotiations and so on, then um, then I'm myself also often in this mood of like, let's just see, like along mm-hmm. those preference lists what happens and what then comes out of it as like a, often like, softer scene or like with some like fetish or kink elements um but it's not as like what i for example would really like to do is like a kind of cold war interrogation scene or so in like a bdsm thing because i also really like uh role plays in my sex life Mm -hmm. or like in sessions um and yeah, I really like to play with role plays and put that as like a story in a movie. And for example, have like a cool interrogation scene or so. Um, would actually really like to do some CGI meets real life movie. But I have like no context to anybody who does CGI or any knowledge about it. But just imagine like monster porn or Space Jam. Like a space jam monster porn kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. I wanna That's I wanna fuck so cool. with some alien or so. Yeah.
0: I, I think actually I know someone who I can link you with actually I with think, that yeah. who does um like VR style porn. I feel like they might have some connections for you. Um do you know yeah. who Ella Darling? Do you know who Ella Darling is?
1: Mm, no, link me up. Yeah,
0: they're this really cool um, American porn performer, but they were one of, like, the first people to get involved in VR porn. I actually interviewed them last week. Um, nice. They're really yeah. awesome. Definitely, like, within the same realm of porn, I feel like is, like, Stoya, that, like, to, like late um, 2000s, like, old porn era. But yeah. you're definitely in the, like, right place to shoot, like, Cold War nice. porn. Like, there's so many... <laughs> Like empty buildings still with like
1: yes definitely bombed
0: out stuff in Berlin it's really yeah. amazing that like yeah you could definitely do that also yeah. just like bring BDSM into a historical context that's just like so interesting and so cool it's like
1: yeah and so many things are kind of like kinky if you if you look at it from a certain angle you can make everything quite kinky right and I like that and BDSM and all plays um and then, of course, if you put it on film, you have the whole, like, film, storytelling, acting level to it. So, yeah, lots of possibilities there. would love to do some cyborg stuff with some cool animation or so.
0: That's you so know. awesome. Yeah, I just, yeah, I never, like, see history porn. So I'm just, like, yeah. my brain is, like, racing. I'm just, like, that's so cool.
1: Yeah. Well, actually, you should ask... Uh, uh, Carrie Rose Carmina about it. I think she's having something historical. Oh, really? And, yeah, and the pandemic happened and stuff. But I hope she hasn't given up on it yet. She she actually wants to shoot like some. I got it like some queer historical drama. Yeah,
0: that's so cool. Yeah, I just watched. Uh, like, I'm a huge history nerd when. My partner's gone because they don't want to watch these heavy documentaries with me. Um, and yeah, I watched like, it was like 50 years of history of Berlin. And I was just like, so into that. So that you bring that up now. I'm like, so ready for that Cold yes. War era Berlin yeah. <laughs> porno. That'd be so cool. Yeah. So um, yeah, I have one more question for you.
1: Sure. This
0: is kind of like the out there question, but if you could magically change one thing in porn that tomorrow would be completely different, what would it be?
1: yeah what I think porn really needs to change about is that to not have set limits anymore like yeah limits let's go with limits about sexualities genders Mm. kings and all that stuff like I think really often people are still thinking of what does the audience want to see and then assuming that the audience is a straight male gaze Mm -hmm. kind of thing um but so many other people watch porn and they're like so much interest in all kinds of other stuff and you really kind of should not assume that the hetero norm is also the norm in porn that the audience wants to see and i think people should be like really encouraged to do weird stuff and express different sexualities, kings, desires, all that stuff. And like we said earlier, like Berlin has proven well that there is an audience for the mm-hmm. stuff. You just then need to present the stuff to the right audience and they will eat it up. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I think that needs to change. Um, Yeah.
0: Yeah, I really wish there was more places around the world that were just open to porn as an art form, as much as Berlin. I just don't think there's many places in the world that people are filling theaters, you know, to see porn. And I think that's just like such a truly magical thing, going to Berlin or even other cities in Europe now because of what Berlin has done. Like, Mm. there's... Really, like, you can have, like, nearly year-round as a porn filmmaker be in film festivals and, like, have that whole experience. Mm. And in the yeah. United States, like, we just don't really have that. Like, when you go mm. to AVN, you might be up against 10 other BDSM films, and I love BDSM, but you just don't have a place where you could see any of their work. So it's just, like, almost going into these situations where you don't know anything about your peers' work you just don't have that. And I feel like the great thing about Berlin is you really get to see everyone's work, whether yeah. it's someone who you look up to or something you're totally not into, you're still going to see it, you know?
1: Yeah. 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 That's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I also was thinking that um, because I think myself, I'm a little bit of a niche performer um, and I realized that like I can exist in that, like even sometimes in moments of doubt, like should, just when the pandemic was still ongoing and you're like, work is going shit and like, then you're trying to go back to work and it's getting mm-hmm. slowly better. And you're like, oh, where's, where are the inquiries? Where are the bookings and so on? Um, but then you realize like, oh, like people, though really give me amazing feedback from fans or supporters followers and people like by your own content that you are doing um or loves the scenes like people are still talking about the very first movies that i mm-hmm. um that i shot and i've gotten a lot of good feedback from from fans that kind of like uh pulled me up again at, in times of doubt and you're like Think, because I'm myself not thinking that I'm doing like something super special. Yeah. so And then you get this feedback from fans and say like, really see a whole big meaning in what, you're, what they see of you. Uh, gotten some very, very sweet feedback that made me think like, wow, this actually has a lot of meaning what I'm doing here for some people.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it definitely does. I mean, I feel like porn can really relate for so many people where they can see their own bodies or just think about sexuality in a different way. I feel like the yeah. weirdest part about being a porn performer, as you said, it's like you can shoot something five years ago and totally forget about it. And then you're going to have someone go in your DMs and be like, that made me realize my gender. That made me realize my sexuality. That totally yeah. changed my life or saved me. It's just like a very you know intense yeah. thing. And I think it's a medium that I think is ignored sometimes just because it's sexuality but that doesn't mean it's any less meaningful for people
1: yeah totally yeah very wholesome and we were also once these people watching other people
0: (laughs) yeah exactly I'm like still a Sasha Gray fangirl like Mm, I have a Sasha Gray like prayer candle right here like as you can see um nice yeah, Courtney Trouble made that for me a few years ago for Christmas. And I haven't burned it at all yet because I'm like, I need to have this forever. But um, yeah, do you want to plug any of your stuff where people can find you?
1: Like, uh, yeah, like your so social media? You, of course. Well, you can uh, easily go onto my website and find everything there, which is Dante, like the person in the inferno or with the inferno. And uh, Dionys, like D I. O-N-Y-S, like uh, the Dionysos. The... Yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Basically. Uh, dot com. by the way. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, I think I'm also relatively google by now, which is cool. Um, That's great. You find me everywhere under the same name, pretty much.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on the pod today. I had so much fun talking to you and learning about... More about how you got into porn and what you're doing, and I really hope to see more of your work in the future. Thanks again. Yes,
1: thank you, and maybe see you in person at some porn screening someday. Fingers
0: crossed. 2023, Fingers maybe. Cross hopefully.
1: <laughs> yeah. Bye. <Cheers>. Bye. <laughs>